Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to Author to Authority, and I am so happy today to have on our show Bob Berg. And Bob Berg is a sought-after speaker at company leadership and sales conferences, sharing the platform with everyone from today's business leaders and broadcast personalities to even a former U.S. president. Now, Bob's the author of a number of books on sales, marketing, and influence, with total book sales of well over a million copies. His book, The Go-Giver, co-authored with John David Mann, itself has sold over 850,000 copies and has been translated into 28 languages. His and John's newest parable in the Go-Giver series is The Go-Giver Influencer. Bob is an advocate, supporter, and defender of the free enterprise system, believing that the amount of money one makes is directly proportional to how many people they serve. He is also an unapologetic animal fanatic and is a past member of the board of directors of Furry Friends Adoption Clinic and Ranch in his town of Jupiter, Florida. Welcome, Bob. Hi, Kim. It's so great to be with you. Thanks for having me. So I actually went back and I checked and I realized that... I had originally bought your Go-Giver book on Kindle, March 24th, 2011. And I have read that book so many times since. And I just recently went back preparing for our interview and read it again. And it just really impacted me, the five laws. Because for a long time, I thought I had to be someone different to be successful. You know, that you had to be salesy and brash and bold and, and all these things that I just wasn't. And when I read your book back in 2011, it just really impacted me that I could give, that I could be kind. I could provide a ton of value and still build incredible businesses and networks. So I would just love for you to share with me about the five laws and just give everybody a quick review of them. Sure. Thank you. And thank you for those very kind words. The book really, which is a, it's a parable. So it's a fictional story with principles that are true to life. And many of the stories within the story actually happened that John and I put in there. And it was co-authored with John David Mann, who's really a fantastic writer and storyteller. I'm much more of a how-to guy. So it was a good combination. And the basic premise of the book is that shifting your focus off of yourself and onto others, what we call shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others. That doing so is not only a more pleasant way of conducting business, it's the most financially profitable way as well. 
And it's based on five laws, the laws of value, compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. The law of value talks about your focus being on providing such an immense customer experience over and above the product or service itself that people feel as they receive much more in value than what they paid, while you, of course, make a very, very healthy profit. In a free market-based exchange, there are always two profits, the buyer profits and the seller profits, because both of them come away better off afterwards than they were before. The law of compensation is all about the number of people whose lives you impact. It says your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. So how many lives are you touching? Are you impacting with that value? That will equal your compensation. Law number three is the law of influence, which says your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first, not in a way that's self-sacrificial or martyrish or doormatty, just simply understanding that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. And there's no fast more powerful or more effective way to elicit those feelings toward you from others than by genuinely moving from that I focus or me focus to that other focus, looking to his Sam, one of the mentors in the story advised Joe, the protege, to make your win all about the other person's win. Law number four, the law of authenticity says that the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. And that when you tap into your true authentic core and you conduct business that way and you live that way, people feel comfortable with you. They know what they're getting. They know who they're getting. And they're much more likely to not only know, like, and trust you, but to feel safe with you, comfortable with you, want to be in a relationship with you, want to do business with you, want to refer you to others. And law number five is the law of receptivity, which kind of brings it home and says that the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. It's really nothing more than that, hey, you know, we breathe out, but we also have to breathe in. Yeah. Right? We breathe out, which is giving, but we breathe in, which is receiving. You can't do one without the other. And despite the very negative messages we get from the world around us on a constant basis when it comes to money, when it comes to wealth, when it comes to prosperity, such negative messages we receive, the fact is, giving and receiving are not opposite concepts. They're simply two sides of the very same coin, and they work in tandem. So it's not a matter of, are you a giver or a receiver? You're a giver and a receiver, but you understand that it begins with the giving, okay? It begins with the focusing on creating value for others, and when you do that, and you do that consistently, you create that benevolent context where it's going to come to you, and now you have to be open to receiving that, and which is why we say that money is simply an echo of value. It's the thunder to values lightning. So you focus on giving value to everyone you meet. The money you receive is simply a very natural result of the value you've provided. And that's sort of a, a quick recap of the five laws. Wow. Actually, when I was reading the book and just reading through those five, and I, I was you know, every time I read that book, something new happens inside of me. And, you know, there's some books that are just so impactful 
And there was about three or four books in around the time that I read yours that just made an amazing impact. I read The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og Mandino and The Twelve Pillars by Jim Rohn and Chris Widner, and there are a few others. So how did you come up with these five laws? How did you and John David Mann do that? Well, it's funny because we knew the first couple of laws, what they were going to be before we began writing them. So we knew the law of value and law of compensation. The others sort of you hate to say they wrote themselves, but they kind of did, okay? Because as the story went along, we started then putting names to those laws and saying, what are they really? You know, what do they really represent? But, you know, none of the laws are new laws. Uh, you know, Jim Rohn, who you just mentioned, he once said, beware the person who comes to you with new fundamentals, Okay. In other words, you know, everything's been done. Everything's there. Now, you find new ways maybe to combine and to take ideas and further them. But certainly these laws, while John and I may have given them certain names, they've all been around and have all been utilized either intuitively or purposefully by anyone who's, who's had success. So, you know, it's really not, again, that they're anything new, but they're put together in a way that hopefully they would be meaningful and impactful to people. Awesome. So let's go back to value for a minute, because I think that's one of the key concepts in the book. How does a person add value to others without costing too much money, especially in today's really competitive economic environment? Yeah. And in an environment where really technology is leveled off the playing field and most products and services are pretty much the same. They work, right? They're priced competitively or what have you, and there's just not much of a difference. And it's easy to become commoditized that way. Mm -hmm. And if a prospective customer or client cannot distinguish between any two or more products or salespeople, it's always going to come down to who has the lowest price. And as I like to say, unless your last name is Walmart or uh, Amazon.com, trying to make low price your unique selling proposition is not a good way to do business. It's not rewarding. It's not fun. It's not profitable. It's not sustainable. So you've got to be able to distinguish yourself over and above the intrinsic value of the product or service itself. But how, right? So how do you do that? Well, first, mainly you've got to be that additional value, right? If you're selling a commodity that your competitors all have the same, you know, basic, you've got to be that person, okay? And there are a number of ways to communicate that additional value, but they tend to come down to five what we call elements of value. And these elements of value are excellence, consistency, attention, empathy, and appreciation. And to the degree that you can communicate one or more, hopefully all five of these elements of value at every single touch point with this person from the time you first meet them, whether it's an inbound request or an outbound proactive that you've just met them through the relationship building process, through the selling process, through the follow up and follow through the referrals, however to the degree that you can communicate these elements of value, that is the degree that you take price and your competition out of the picture. You know what? I know that's really going to speak to a lot of our readers because they think that they have to compete with something that's outside of themselves. And the reality is, is that the, the value that they give comes from inside themselves. And how wonderful that is that you can be who you are and just truly give value without worrying about 
how it's going to come back that you can give knowing that you get to receive as well. So thank you for that. One of the principles in your book is influence. Now, how does a go-giver create influence both personally and in business? Well, I think we have to really look at what influence is. And it can be defined, I think, in a couple of ways. On a very basic level, very surface level, influence can be defined as simply the ability to move a person or persons to a desired action, usually within the context of a specific goal. That's by definition, that's influence. But while that's the definition, I don't believe that's the essence or what John and I would call the substance of influence. The substance of influence is pull, pull as opposed to push, as in the age-old question, how far can you push a rope? (laughs) And the answer, of course, is not very, at least not very quickly, very effectively, right? Which is why great influencers don't push. You never hear someone say, wow, that Tom or that Cindy, she is so influential. She has a lot of push with people, right? No, she's influential. She has a lot of pull Mm. with people. And that's what influence is. It's pull. It's an attraction. Great influencers attract people first to themselves and then to their ideas. So now the question has to be asked, how do you pull, right? Mm -hmm. How do you attract someone to your idea? And this is where, again, when we talk about placing the other person's interests first, it's really that focus, right? It's understanding on a both a, a head and a heart level what I believe was Dale Carnegie's underlying premise in his classic, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And this is where he wrote, ultimately, people do things for their reasons, Mm. not our reasons. So the great influencer, what we would call the genuine influencer, they pull, right? They attract someone to their idea by turning that around, by asking themselves questions such as, how does what I am asking this person to do, how does that align with their goals, Mm. with their needs, with their wants, with their desires? How does what I want this other person to do, how does it align with their values? What problem am I helping them to solve? How am I making their life better? How am I bringing them closer to happiness through this idea? And when we ask ourselves these questions thoughtfully, intelligently, genuinely, authentically, not as a way to manipulate another human being into doing our will, but as a way of building everyone in the process, now we've come a lot closer to earning that person's commitment as opposed to trying to depend on some type of compliance. And as one of my great mentors, Dondi Scumachi, a great speaker and author on leadership and influence, she says, compliance will never take you where commitment can go. Mm. Wow. You know, it's funny. I've had people tell me that I give out way too much value to people. And I said to myself, well, how can I give out way too much value to people? As a book publisher, you know, a lot of people come up and they ask me questions about book writing and the process and how you do things. And I always give really great extensive answers. You know, I don't give them just this little nugget and say, well, if you want the rest, you got to pay for it. And I found in my experience that the more that I just gave out in value and I answer people's questions and, you know, not necessarily looking for the sale, but just providing value, then 
you know, I do get a lot of clients and customers. So can you maybe just talk a little bit about that, about especially like in networking situations when you're first meeting people, how much value should you give them? Well, okay. So what is value really? Value is the relative worth or desirability of a thing, of something to the end user or beholder. In other words, what is it about this thing, right? This product, service, concept, idea, what have you that is of so much worth to another human being because value is always in the eyes of the beholder. It's not what we believe is of value. It's what they do. And so worth it to them that they will exchange their money for it or their energy or their time, what have you. But when we talk about in this context about giving value to people, you know, we're talking about answering someone's questions or giving them something of value that What it really does is it allows them to have information that will be helpful to them, but it's also information that helps them feel very confident about us, okay? And it helps them to get to trust us both in terms of our competence, as Stephen M. R. Covey, author of The Speed of Trust, would say, competence and character. So I think when someone says you give too much value to people, you know, before they pay you for it. I feel as though what they mean is, well, you're allowing yourself to be taken advantage of. No, we shouldn't allow ourselves to be taken advantage of. Of course, you're not going to put together a whole book for someone without them paying for it. Of course not. But there's nothing wrong and there's everything right with giving them information that helps them, that always, again, is of value to them, but also helps them see that, wow, this person knows what she's talking about. This is a person who can really take my project to the next level. So again, it's nothing that you're doing that's self-sacrificial or harmful. It's something that's going to help everyone. You're going to increase everyone in mutual increase. That's what the law of value is all about. Wow. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you about is when you first wrote The Go-Giver, how did that change your business and your level of influence? Well, I had written a number of books before that. And like anything else, some had been very successful and some had been not successful at all. But I had a, a good business going. I was most known for business development, networking, referrals, you know, all those kinds of things. But my other books, even the really successful ones, I still had to use those as outbound prospecting tools. Okay. So it's not like I typically every so often would happen, but usually know that, you know, I'd get a call from someone, Hey, your book went through our company. You know, how much is it to have you in? Come on. You know, that didn't happen that often. Once the go-giver was out there and caught on, that was the book that that began to happen. So that changed a whole lot. You know, that made my business a whole lot more fun, a lot less stressful and a lot more profitable because calls came to us. So, you know, that's the big area where that changed. As far as on an emotional level, how things changed, well, it just felt very good to have a book out there that became a movement in itself and that so many people got behind and that it's, you know, hopefully touched lives in, in a very positive way. And again, so much of that I owe to my co-author, John David Mann, because without his storytelling ability and writing abilities, that book never would have popped as it did. But yeah, you know, so it's been great, you know, in terms of career, financially, and also just emotional. So would you say being an author is something, I mean, it's not the only tool, obviously, but do you feel that becoming an author, you know, especially when you're professional and you have a strong message, 
would you recommend people becoming authors as a way of getting their message out there? Sure. All things being equal, I think it's a great idea. And in fact, I wrote my first book just for that reason. I'd been speaking for a few years. I'd been doing okay and was ready to kind of take it to a new level. And the people in the National Speakers Association I was getting to know had said, Berg, you need to get a book out there. And you know, it's going to increase your fees, going to make you more noteworthy. It's going to provide you with more influence. It's going to this, this, and that. And they were right. Now, again, I use it as a proactive tool and that's okay too. You probably, if you're a professional, if you're an entrepreneur, that book is really going to be a great calling card in a sense. That book is going to be a wonderful, wonderful positioning tool. You'll need to proactively utilize it. The chances are it's not going to be something that is going to result in all of a sudden you getting massive you know, calls, unless it happens to be that kind of book that that does. And that's okay too. That's good. But that's not what you plan for, okay? If, if you're a professional, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in a certain field and you write a book, it's really to help you in terms of positioning you as the expert in your marketing place and becoming the go-to person. But you need to plan the marketing of that. Yeah, I tell my clients, it's not a field of dreams where you write the book and everything falls in your lap. It's right, a tool exactly. that you it's use. And it's a great tool. It's a wonderful tool. I, again, I highly recommend it You know, for the people who should be doing that, which is a lot of people. Awesome. So do you have any final thoughts that you would like to share with us and maybe how people can get a hold of you? And what is the best piece of advice that you can give? Well, I mean, you know, one is always just to keep on learning. That never stops. If someone's going to write a book, I mean, they want to do it with someone who has been there and done that. So obviously, you know, you're, you're that person, the go-to person for them to work with. And, uh, you know, I, I always say, don't try to reinvent the wheel, right? <laughs> right? If there's a system out there, uh, you know, and someone has it, that's what you want to do and who you want to go with. Yeah, you know, I think the best piece of advice I was ever given was that if you want to make a lot of money, don't have making money as the target understand that your target is serving others. When you hit the target, you'll get a reward and that reward will come in the form of money. And you can do with that money, whatever you choose, but to always remember that the reward or the money is simply the reward for hitting the target. It ain't the target itself, right? The target is serving others. And again, there's nothing goody two shoes or magical or mystical about that. We know that people aren't going to buy from us because we need the money or because we have a quota to meet, or even because we're a nice person. We know that people are going to do business with us because they believe they'll be better off by doing so. And the surest way to make that happen is to actually put your self-interest aside, okay? Just don't deny you're human being. We're all human beings. We are all self-interested creatures, and that's fine. So we're not saying deny that, but kind of put it temporarily aside and simply place your focus on the other person, bringing immense value to them. That's the target. Hit that target. Bring enough value to enough people and you'll be rewarded with a lot of money. That is awesome, Bob. Now, how can people find you, get a hold of you, get your books, connect with you on social media? They can either go to Berg, B-U-R-G.com or to thegogiver.com and either of those play. One's a speaking site, the Berg site, and the other has more on the books and other materials, thegogiver.com. Are you also on Facebook? Oh, yeah. Two Facebook pages. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram. So I'm, I'm not everywhere, but I'm pretty much out there on the social media platforms. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Bob, for being on the show today. Such an honor and privilege to get to meet one of my favorite authors and interview you. So 
everybody, I just encourage you, go to thegogiver.com, get Bob Berg and John David Mann's books, you know, find Bob Berg on social media, learn from these people because they have really been there, they've done it, and they really know how to not only build businesses, but build businesses that matter and that make a difference in people's lives. So, Bob, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Love what you're doing, and I wish you the best of continued success. Thank you so much. And this is it, Author to Authority for today, and we will see you guys on the next exciting episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. Just for being here, I'd like to invite you to download your free copy of Power Words, attract high-paying clients and customers. In this book, I show you how you can easily double your business by using engaging language that attracts the right client to you and positions you as someone they want to work with. Get your free ebook at www.powerwords.pro forward slash free book. That's www.powerwords.pro forward slash free book. Go there now, and I look forward to seeing you on the very next episode of Author to Authority.